Well, so. and it's really interesting because you guys are all three part of the, or wait, is it eight, nine, and one that are all part of the same, like... The triad. Yes. It's more gut feeling. Yes. So, which I've always, it, I don't know, well, so our friend that's a one, like, I talked to him about it and he's like, oh yeah, I always feel things that way. Like, I feel like I, almost like a premonition, like, I get a gut feeling before something happens. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, and then I'll like get the call. So, and I'm, it's just a lot, like, everything, mostly bad, I feel like you always feel your gut feelings when they're bad, but, like, anything that bad has ever happened to me, like, I felt it, and then I would, like, get a call from my mom, Mm. and it would be just, like, the wildest thing. I'm like, how did I know that was happening? Right. But, like, the people, like, our one friend, like, he's the same way. He's like, I always feel it that way first. So, and I think grace is in her heart. Mm -hmm. Are you a heart one? Are you? Okay. So, which grace makes so much sense, but (laughs) like, I'm like, yeah, you're a heart person. (laughs) Well, and it's very like feelings motivated too, like Mm -hmm. two, three, and four, very feelings motivated. So, and I can, I can definitely say that between Brayden and I, where he is more like, give me the facts. I'm Mm -hmm. more like, how do you feel about that? Yeah, no, that's me. I do not like, I do not talk to people about my feelings very often just because I don't need to Mm -hmm. and if I do it's because I just I I just had it all bottled up and then I blew up Mm -hmm. so that's usually what happens with me but yeah I Mm -hmm. normally will have to like pull it out right in like ask like leading questions and stuff and then Mm -hmm. you know eventually we get into like how he actually feels about something so my boyfriend Luke I think he's a six I made him take the quiz and I feel like boys just hardly try hard enough when they take the quiz but (laughs) as I read more about sixes it makes sense that he is that but I do not understand sixes like they're very he's very factual Mm -hmm. but in a different way like if it's he hates the Enneagram he thinks it's the most stupidest thing that he's ever heard of and he hates when I talk about it and he's like stop analyzing me this way (laughs) but it's I I can't figure out a six so if I if I need to meet some more. <laughs> I think, aren't sixes, like, they're, like, really pragmatic, and they're just, they're, I forget what their, their, uh, base, their triad is. So, he's head. Oh, okay. Yeah, so everything he does, it has to, like, I don't know, it's gotta make sense, it can't. Yeah, there has to be, yeah. like, evidence yep. for it and stuff like that. Yep, yeah. he won't believe in anything without the facts. And mm. he makes every decision based on how educational or how much he knows about it. And I'm just like, <laughs> let's just do it. We don't have to research it. <laughs> like, so, yeah, it's pretty wild. Just, I don't understand how somebody could have come up with like nine different things and like every person in this world, I feel like totally falls into one. Yeah. And that's weird to me. Mm-hmm. Of seven billion people, you're one of these. So. Yeah. Well, and I just, Grace sent me the thing in the, probably last year. And once I started looking into it and reading stuff, I started typing people. I'm like, oh, you're <laughs> yeah. such a one. Like, you know. <laughs> and Grace and I do that. We, like, look at people and we're like, yeah, they're four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, so. it's so cool to, like, I always love the personality tests, like the um, Kiersey ones that are, like, ENFJ. And, yeah, the Myers-Briggs. Yes, yeah. And I can't remember what I am anymore. I haven't taken it since college, but... Basically, whatever it was, I felt like I would read about it, and I'm like, am I a psychopath? Because I feel like I sound like a psychopath. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh. <laughs> so, I uh, read on, there was, like, this website that I found about the Enneagram, and it was, like, 
the different levels. Um, so if you're a really mature, like happy three, this is what you are. And it was like at the very bottom, it was like, you, you basically could be a terrorist. I'm like, Oh, that's yeah. so great to hear. Like, <laughs> well, the thing I love the most about learning in, about it and reading more, um, I can almost recognize when I'm turning into like a toxic me because yep. I'm like, mm, that wasn't nice, Carrie. <laughs> you take because again, because I'm motivated by being in control, I can like get very crazy about it. And I would say like I get anxiety when I can't plan stuff. Like when one of our friends in our group is like, I'm gonna have this party. Do you want to come? Like you're all invited. It like stresses me out that I'm not in charge of this party and I'm not <laughs> planning it. And that's crazy like that is absolutely crazy <laughs> so I'm just like or when we all go on group trips I'm like I got it like I'll get the itinerary going and I'm like I'll book everything and it just makes me like so much calmer to be able to do that and if I'm not it's like really hard for me to step back and stay out of it so I feel like you need people like that though because then there's people like me that I'm like, can I just show up? And like, just everything's <laughs> right. already done. And... No. <laughs> no, I love, I like control. So, so with, with your personality style and, um, Luke's and all of that, how has the last few months been with like quarantine and, and all of that? So my last few months have been so weird. He's been working. He was never, um, COVID never affected their work, so he, he worked from home for, like, two weeks, but we were in Vegas when, like, COVID kind of hit the fan. Like, that's when everything happened, and trying to get home from Vegas was a real, real fun time, <laughs> but we were there, because I think the day we left Vegas, the next day, Vegas Strip shut down. Like, they were like, we're closed, oh nobody's allowed to come into this place, and I don't understand how Vegas didn't become a hot spot. That's beyond me. But, so, when we got home, Luke worked from home for two weeks. I lost, I got furloughed the first day I got back from vacation. Like, they have just did a huge layoff of our whole company. And they're like, we can't handle this. We know things are going to get bad, so we're just going to let you go now. Which sucked, because I've never been in that situation in my life before. Like, mm -hmm. ever. And, so, I, like, came home, and I cried and cried, and then I, like, got a new job. And I, like, figured it out, and I did Instacart for a while. That kind of went downhill after people realized they could really go to the grocery store right. by themselves. So like, I didn't really need the job. But so thankfully, like unemployment's in a place right now where like I am making enough money to still pay all my bills. But like me not having a job has been really hard. And I think for Luke, that's been hard for him because, again, he's so he's all motivated by like, here's your here's your day. You mm -hmm. go to work, you come home, you do your chores. Mm -hmm. And I just wake up and, like, just kind of wing my day because I have nothing I have to actually do. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I've been overcompensating mm -hmm. this whole, like, past quarantine because I'm, like, I do all the chores, which I've always done all our housework. That is just not him. Mm -hmm. He could – I don't want him to do it, so I, <laughs> I want to do it. Right. But, like, I do all our yard work now just because I'm, like, I'm home. I might as well do something, and I feel like I'm overcompensating because I feel bad that, like, he has to get up and go to work every day. And I sleep until 8. So, <laughs> I'm like... So, it's been fine. I don't think we've really struggled with it at all, which I'm very thankful for because it probably could have been, like, a really toxic situation for me to not be working and he's still working a 50-hour work week. Mm -hmm. But, no, it's been okay. So, it's... He's a homebody. So, 
Him having to stay at home, he's like, whatever, I'm going to play video games all night and this is going to be great. <laughs> Me, I was losing my mind. I'm like, we have to go out. I need mm-hmm. to go do anything. I think the first week the restaurants opened, we went out to eat like every night because I'm like, <laughs> I have to go <laughs> somewhere. But so that's been tough for me and just a social aspect because I like meeting new people and talking to new people and Luke could care less if he never makes a new friend. <laughs> so like, <laughs> what was your, what do you do? What's your job? So I was working in advertising, um, basically selling ad space to companies, but obviously when there's a depression, uh, the first thing that goes is marketing. I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of people just drop their marketing budget. And so they knew like there was going to be no way I was going to sell anything for the next however long this goes on. Mm-hmm. So, and I, the company I worked for, I still follow up and watch them and stuff. And like, it's bad. I will be surprised if they make it out of this in the end. Wow. So, that's awesome. yeah. That had to be hard too. Like, I feel like that's, even though it's not personal losing your job, I feel like it is personal. It felt I mean? personal. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, looking back on how they did it, it felt very unprofessional. Like, and I've talked to a couple different people about it and they're like, eh, that wasn't a good way they did that. I don't think that was right. And there's just been a few things that like have come out out of it that just weren't as professional as I probably would have done it myself or something like that. So it felt personal in that way, but I also, like, Luke's dad's been really great through it all, because, I mean, they own their own company, they've been through this stuff, so he's talked to me a lot about it, he's like, I think this is going to be a different start for you, like, this is going to be good in the long run, and it's giving you time to, like, figure out what you want to be doing. Yeah. Because I liked my job, but I wasn't ever really that passionate about it. I was Mm -hmm. just like, yeah, I'm pretty good at this, so I'll just ride this one out until I decide what I want to be doing. Right. And I think it just came a little sooner. That I have to find something different than I was expecting. Right. So, we'll see, though. We're just winging it. <laughs> yeah. I know when, for us, during COVID, it was like, I never realized how much I missed just seeing other people and, like, being around other people. Mm-hmm. Even people I didn't necessarily want to be around all the time. I know. I, like, missed people so yeah. much. And just, like, giving someone a hug, I was like, man, like. I need to see people. Like, I love my family so much, but this, I need to see people. Because, yeah. I mean, were you stuck at home with both your kids then? Or did you yeah. still get to go into the office? Uh, so, we actually sent everybody to work remotely on March 17th, or March, March 16th. Mm-hmm. And when we did that, the girls, we stopped sending them to daycare. Right. And so, I worked from home with both girls who are one and three. Which and sounds, I don't know how you do it. That was a like, nightmare. Yeah, it, I, was, it doesn't even seem possible. <laughs> it was, uh, I, the, I remember the one day that my anxiety just like went through the roof because I'm a three, so I'm very motivated by like achieving stuff. I like to, you know, this is my work life, this is my home life. And it was like those two things were blending. I had to give a webinar on how to use our website and all of that mm-hmm. to a group of people. <laughs> My my kids are, like, crawling over into view. They're crying. I mean, it was just, I was a mess. It was it was so bad. But yeah. Um, once the governor opened everything back up, I was like, okay, you're going back to daycare. Mm-hmm. But even then, it's like, there's a vibe at the office where, you know, there's, I work at, it's like a call center type environment. Right. So it's like, there's this hum and this vibe and, you know, it, like, keeps you focused and, right. and just on task and stuff. And so... Um, yeah, that's been rough still working from home because I'm like, this, it's so quiet. Yeah, I, 
even with my last job though, I worked from home a lot anyway. Um, cause it was so online based and I would do a lot of zoom meetings already or webinars and things mm-hmm. just with people. Cause they didn't want me to come into their office or whatever reason. Cause I feel like, I think people with sales, people like me, they don't want to see you in person. Cause right. it's so hard to say no. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whatever. That's, I get it. <laughs> like, I understand. But, so I was so used to working from home anyway, but I would still, like, every, I never was at home all day, any day. Like, maybe yeah. I would start my day in the morning at home, and then I would go into the office for the afternoon or go do meetings for the afternoon. But now being stuck at home all day, I was just like, holy cow, I've got to find hobbies. Like, I'm <laughs> so bored. I can't even imagine doing this the rest of my life. So, did you guys, I mean, did you, did you find a new hobby or, like, figure out something to do while you like so I have so many hobbies now I (laughs) I have like over just done it I think so we started a garden as like everybody who did during quarantine started a garden this year we got chickens which are really entertaining oh my gosh um I had bees before so I still have my beehive and then I started golfing. Like, my par- <laughs> my family or my mom's side was always big golfers. Like, their whole, her whole family golfed. They all went to college for golf. My grandpa was a pro. And, like, my mom tried to teach me golf and it just never really stuck. I didn't love it. And now I'm like, this is kind of fun. So <laughs> I started doing that this summer and it's really entertaining to me. Just, I, I forgot, like, I'm kind of good at it, and it was like, this is fun that I'm, like, good at this, and I didn't really try that hard, so, but, so, yeah, I picked up a lot of stuff to do, and one of our friends has kids who are three and one, and so I've been trying to take them for her sometimes, because she, she stays home during the day and then works at night, so she's just, like, exhausted all the time, I feel like, and I'm like, let me take them, and so... That's, t- I now realize, like, why moms don't get things done, though, because <laughs> I had both of them for the first time by myself last week, and I was exhausted. I was like, I need a nap, and the three-year-old doesn't nap anymore, and I'm like, please, can we nap? <laughs> I'm like, I'm tired. <laughs> but I also feel like since they're not my kids, I was definitely, like, overcompensating mm-hmm. by, like, doing so many things. Like, oh, we're going yeah. swimming, and we're going to the park, and we're doing all this stuff, and, like... I don't feel like moms do that every day. <laughs> they no, maybe pick, pick one. Yep, like, exactly. <laughs> you pick one thing. Yeah. Yep. That's so. Funny. Grace does the same thing with the girls. She, like, she, I always tell her, I'm like, you go so hard for the girls. Like, she'll come I, over. Which and, is why they love people like us. Because yeah. they're like, oh, yeah, Aunt Carrie's coming over today. Like, this is so exciting. Like, she's so fun. I'm yeah. like, yeah, because I do way too much. Like, <laughs> I'm exhausted They know I'm going to buy them a Happy Meal and, like, yeah. all the bad things that mom doesn't give them and. <laughs> So, yeah, so I forgot about the bees. That's mm. super cool. I mean, I feel like yeah. that's, I mean, so did you actually make honey and stuff? Yeah, I did last year, and I think I got, so with bees, if you want them to hopefully survive the winter, mine did not. I don't oh, know no. where they went. They didn't die in the hive. I think they just decided to peace out and go somewhere else. <laughs> I gave them a nice happy home, and they just <laughs> left. So if you want them to survive the winter, though, you're supposed to give them about 50 pounds of honey left, which they make triple that so my first year harvesting and leaving honey in there for them I think I got like 48 ounce jars of honey and I literally sold them all in like five seconds I put it on Instagram and like all my family and friends I gave them first dibs and I'm like Mm -hmm. hey how many do you want and like they bought me out so I was like okay that was easy (laughs) but it's a lot of work like right now it's so easy I don't do anything but come like 
October when I start taking their honey out. It's so much work and my house is sticky for like a month. Like you think you get all the honey, but you don't. And I just keep finding honey places oh <laughs> that I gosh. like it dripped somewhere. And like, so yeah, it's sticky, <laughs> but it's really good. So. so is it a lot of like pulling like the slats and stuff out and like you have to like, yep. scrape that stuff yep. off? Yep. So and... you basically like the hive I have, um, and I'm blanking on what the kind of name is, but you just pull out these slats and it's already got like their honeycomb structure so that they don't have to work as hard to build it up mm-hmm. um so that's hopefully gives me the option to get more honey out of them but you take that out and you scrape it into like a strainer because other that like strains the honey off of the wax because mm-hmm. you don't want wax in your honey that would be gross but then you can use the wax to make like chapstick and lotions oh, and okay so that's where kind of if you used all that I saved all mine but I don't know how to do any of those things yet so <laughs> I have it but <laughs> But honey's cool because it never goes bad. It's just, like, naturally preserving. And the mm. only thing it might do is it might start to get sugar crystals on the top. But you just, if you microwave it, they'll melt or you can just scrape it off. So, wow. it's really weird. <laughs> did you have to go buy bees and stuff? or did? Yeah, so I had to buy, I think my total investment, because I've had a couple people who want to do it. So, I think my total investment my first year was probably about 700 bucks. Um, but then that's stuff like a lot of it I'll never buy again. Mm -hmm. So the only reoccurring thing I have to buy every year if my bees leave me in the winter (laughs) are bees. (laughs) So I have to buy more bees. And my post office hates me because the bees get here in this like box. And they ship you bees? They ship you bees. And my my mailman won't deliver them to me. I have to go to the post office and get it (laughs) because he's like, I'm not putting it in my car. (laughs) So... I had to go and get them, and they're so funny. Every time they bring them out, they've got it in one of those big uh, mailbox carriers, like the thing they put all their mail in, and they, my bees are stuck in there. And they're like, do you want this to carry them out? I'm like, no, they're in a box. They're not going to get me through the box. Oh, my god! But it's it's wild to me how many people are scared of bees, though. Like, mm-hmm. in my opinion, if you're not allergic to bees and you're scared of bees, like, you're just being a baby. <laughs> so... <laughs> Because bee stings don't, like, they hurt, but they also go away in about five minutes. Yeah. So, it's not like a wasp. Like, those hurt. And I think that's why bees get bad rap. Uh, (laughs) Have you gotten stung a lot? Like I got stung so bad one time. I, this is when I was trying to still be cool, and I hadn't invested in the actual bee suit yet. And so, I would just put on, like, jeans and, like, a sweatshirt, and I had, like, the bee hat, like, the netting. But I didn't have the real bee suit and like the suit I have now is almost like Carhartt material so there's no way they're like if they got mad at me they're not stinging me through Mm -hmm. it well the day I went out and it was like 90 degrees and I had to go out there for some reason and I put on like a really thin sweater so I was still covered and they stung me I bet eight times (gasps) and like the first one I got stung through that sweater I was kind of like what the heck because I was like that kind of hurt I'm like what is that and then they stung me more and I was like oh crap this is not okay oh my gosh and I like ran away so fast but I have like a picture somewhere and just the welts I had on my back but again like it went away in like an hour or so they were all gone and I was like wow but yeah they but they get mad so it's especially when you're messing with their hive they're because they're trying to protect their queen Mm -hmm. so they're just like get out (laughs) please stop so when you order your bees and stuff like do you have to make sure that they send you a queen like is that like yeah so you can they always order them and they actually when the box they come in there's a very small box in there where they put the queen and like five regular bees to take care of her in this other box so you know you have the queen 
Because if your beehive shows up and the queen's dead, your bees won't stay because, like, they follow their queen. And if the queen's dead, they're going to go find somewhere else to be. That's the only reason they stay in the hive when I stick them in there is because their queen's there. That so, is nuts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my god. Very loyal. So. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty wild. That is so crazy. Yep. Like, I feel like, and I don't feel like there's a ton of people who do beekeeping. Like, You know, I didn't think so, but it's actually surprising. There's a whole, like, you can join associations and stuff, which I really need to do because I need, like, some help here and there with stuff, and I could easily learn more. But there's, like, all kinds of associations, and they have, like, monthly meetings, and you can go, like, learn new stuff, or you can get your own mentor that'll come help you beekeep, and oh it's my pretty, God. it's, like, $10 a year to join, like, the Northeast Indiana Beekeeper Association. Oh <laughs> like, and wow. I'm just like, why haven't I done that yet? <laughs> so. That is wild. Yeah. Are there different types of bees? Like, does it change the flavor of the honey? Um, that I can't answer specifically to the bee, but there are, like, there's two or three different types of honeybees, and they can only live in certain climates. Mm -hmm. So, like, I have Italian honeybees, and I don't know why they're called Italian honeybees, (laughs) if they, like, all came from there, and we, like, transplanted them here. I have no (laughs) idea. I haven't looked that far into it, but, um, so their honey flavor, with my bees specifically, is all based on what they're pollinating. So clover honey is actually supposed to be sweeter than if they were pollinating flowers. Um, And, like, I sell clover honey because that's mostly what we have planted all over our property just for deer. Mm -hmm. So we plant clover so the deer like to stay around us. Right. (laughs) But, so my bees are likely pollinating clover mostly. Mm. But bees also fly up to three miles a day and they could be pollinating anything. And I have no idea. But, and if you look, a lot of times honey changes color all the time like you don't the honey I get in the spring could be totally different color than the honey I get in the fall because they're just pollinating different things and Hmm. I can't control any of it it's just like this is what color it is now so do you do two different harvests then like so one in the spring and one in the fall I haven't yet because I don't think my beehive is strong enough but if you can get your hive to live through the winter then I could start doing a double harvest but right now I'm just doing a fall so that is wild that is so cool it's pretty cool this has been your beekeeping lesson. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, with, I would say, okay, so, like, let's look back on your your whole life. What would you say you're most proud of? Gosh. Um, probably, I don't know what I'm most proud of. I feel like one of the coolest things I've done is I did a half Ironman once. Whoa. Um, I, don't, that... I don't know if I'll ever do it again. <laughs> so what's the Ironman? Is... So there's an Ironman, and then I did the half Ironman. So the half Ironman is a 1.2-mile swim, and then a 56-mile bike, and a 13.2-mile run. Oh, my God. Uh, and I did not run most of it (laughs) I was like by the time I got to that part I was exhausted so I was just like so then obviously an Ironman is double all that and there is no way I don't have I don't have time nor do I really want to dedicate the time in my life to train for an Ironman the half Ironman was hard enough for me to like make myself train for so that was rough but so you do the swimming, then the biking, then then the running. The running is like I feel like would be the worst part. Yeah, but I also am a horrible runner. I've never <laughs> been a good runner. 
And, like, I'm pretty sure my fastest mile, if you just made me go run a mile right now, I could maybe do it in ten minutes. Like, I'm just not good. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, um, if they made me do that first, I would never even sign up for it. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, at least it was at the end, and it was like, I could justify if I sucked at the running part at the end, because it's the end. Right. So, was like... So, but, how long did you train for it? I trained... For that, for that race specifically, I trained for, like, maybe 10 months, 8, 10 months. Um, But I had been doing sprint triathlons prior to that. So I had a little bit of training background before then. But the sprints are a lot easier. The sprints take me, like, an hour and 20, but the half Ironman took me about 7 hours. What's a sprint triathlon? So a sprint is still swim, bike, run, but it was, it's a 500-meter swim and then a 13-mile, 12 12 mile bike and then a 5k run so. that's still a lot <laughs> it's still a lot but like. so i must like trying to wrap, wrap my mind around how do you train for something like that like do you spend your day like okay i'm gonna go swim first and i'm bike and then i'm gonna run no so mm-hmm. basically my week would be like monday i would run tuesday i would bike wednesday i would run and well and for me it was different because I'm a good swimmer. I grew up swimming, and so I didn't need to practice that as much. Like, it, no matter what, I was going to be okay in the swimming as long as I did that, like, once a week. Mm-hmm. So I mainly focused on biking and running. So, like, every day, Monday through Friday, you would pick, like, one to focus on usually. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I would bike 10 miles and then do a one-mile run. Just something quick and short. That's for sprints. When it goes longer, you obviously just keep adding distance on But then on Saturdays, those would be, like, long days for me, and I would do, like, maybe a two-hour bike ride, and then I would run for 30 minutes, and you would, like, practice the transition, and because if you've ever tried to get off a bike and run, it's the most ridiculous (laughs) thing you've ever done in your life. You feel so silly. (laughs) You just have jello legs, so. I can't imagine, like, being comfortable, because swimming first, so then you're wet, and then you get on a bike, yeah. and then you have to go, like, I just, it, I yeah. like, and I mean, it's funny, like, people, so many people do triathlons now, um, but, and so they make equipment and gear for you that are comfortable, so, like, oh. I have one whole outfit that's, like, it'll dry fast, so after swimming, it dries fast, and also the shorts are padded for the bike, so my oh, butt doesn't nice. totally kill right. during the ride, <laughs> so... But, yeah, so I did that. I did the half Ironman, and then I basically just didn't work out for the next two years. And I've just been (laughs) trying to get back into doing that again. (laughs) But I'm also somebody, like, I'm not good at working out by myself. I don't want to. I'm just, I need to be held accountable. Mm -hmm. And to know that I'm showing up to work out with someone, like, I'm going to make it. I just, I don't want them to think, like, wow, she's a quitter. (laughs) So, but if I'm doing it by myself, nobody knows. So, like. Yeah. I feel like that. I started doing boot camp, um, in January and my, my boss was going. So not only was my, like a friend, yeah. lady, it was my boss, <laughs> yeah. so she definitely would like call me out about it if I didn't go. But yeah, I mean, I feel like once you find something like that and you stick with it, like mm-hmm. it's amazing the results and stuff you get. And it's just, I mean, what, what do they say? It's like 21 days to create a habit. And if you mm-hmm. can just like get yourself to do it that many days in a row, then it really does make a difference and you're like I kind of want to go or if you don't do it then you kind of feel like crap that day yeah so you're like I didn't work out today and I was so I was doing really good at working out this summer and 
I also, looking back on quarantine and being stuck at home and the fact that I really, like, didn't work out or do anything, I'm like, what? You had so much time. I'm like, you had no excuse. But I was doing really good this summer. Like, in June, I started running every day. And then 4th of July, I don't know what happened. I think I just got, like, I drank way too much and I got hungover and I just didn't go. I haven't worked out since. So I'm just like, these past two weeks, not good for me. So, yeah. yeah. But. It's, uh, it's almost like you have to just, at least what I found, especially getting up in the morning to go, it's like you have to just do it. You can't even let yourself think about the mm-hmm. fact that there's an option to not. It's just like, yeah, I'm you not just even, gotta get up. Yep. Just get up and do it. Don't think about it. Just put mm-hmm. the clothes on and go. And I started taking my dog Hank with me, and that was way more fun just because he enjoyed it. And then it also was funny because he was so out of shape <laughs> and he would struggle. And I'm not, again, not a fast runner, but the dude would be lagging on mile like one. He's like, I'm tired, mom, already. Please, can we be done? <laughs> But he's also the laziest boy ever, so. He's so cute. Just so lazy. I don't know how a dog could sleep so much. <laughs> like, part of me's kind of like, do you have a thyroid issue? I have no idea. Like, you're just so tired all the time. Is he a golden retriever? Yeah, so he's an English cream. And a lot of people don't think he's a golden retriever because they've never seen white ones. Mm. And they're just another, there's basically two breeds of golden retriever. There's the English cream and there's the American. And people breed them together all the time, but he's straight from an English cream line, which is why he's so white. But, and he sheds a lot, which is great. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, he looks really fluffy. So, well, and he's basically blown all of his puppy fur now, because he's almost 10 months, so he's getting into his, like, adult coat, and so my house is just a disaster. I, I have one of those robot sweepers, and it saves my life. Like Those are awesome. I don't know why people don't all have them. <laughs> we, we call ours Karen, because when she does... Ours is Janet. <laughs> So when Karen does stupid stuff, like sucks up the rug, yeah. Like, Damn it, Karen! <laughs> right? <laughs> oh no, we. This is Janet. She's our third one. Um, oh my gosh! <laughs> I just upgraded to the one that maps our house, which is really interesting. Oh, it's really? kind of weird how she knows my house, and then so she like sweeps lines in our rug now because she just knows which way to go. That is awesome. It's very satisfying. Ours just goes. All, I'm like, what? What is happening here? Like, yeah. you're not just going back. Like, you're just all over the place. Yeah. And it was noisy. That one was so loud. Mm-hmm. And I was, so I would always run it when I wasn't home because it would just bang into everything. <laughs> like, no wonder they break. Right. Like, Whenever we go somewhere and Hadley sees one of those, she'll go, Mom, it's Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Karen yeah. came too. Yeah, exactly. That's so funny. So funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what were we talking about before? My dog running, working yes. out. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, Hank, you said he's 10 months? Yes, almost. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Well, and it, so I would think that being a golden retriever, he'd be, because we have a lab. Mm-hmm. Is that personality type the same? Because I feel like our lab never stops. Like, he's um, constantly In a on. way, I think they're very similar, but the things where they're different is I think labs are a little bit more high strung. Mm-hmm. Um, also, golden retrievers, the English cr- cream line is also just known to be more docile. Oh. Like the red or the golden retriever, they're more. I don't know. You you always see like red golden retrievers as hunting dogs. Mm-hmm. Like okay. if you ever see them, they're probably hunting dogs. And my parents have a golden retriever, and she's very red, and they got her from. Like, her dad was the top hunting dog in the country or something like that. And my parents don't hunt, so <laughs> they didn't get her for that. They just wanted her. But um, 
she's so high strung. Like she is just like, and she would work till she died. She would just, she just wants to work. Aww. So, but yeah, Hank does not. Hank just would be content sitting on the couch all day with me. And Aww. but sometimes he's bad. <laughs> he's been lately doing the most horrific thing, where he goes outside. And on our property, so we live on 350 acres, but we only actually own two. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just like family land, and they gave us two acres to live on. Um, But he has full access to everywhere, and I try not to let him go very far. I've tried to keep him, like, trained to stay in our yard, and he's pretty good about it. Until about a couple weeks ago, he started roaming a little more, and... He keeps sniffing out dead animals. Oh, and then no. he brings them to us. Oh. And it's the most horrible thing. And he keeps finding these dead animals and we can't figure out where they're coming from. Because, like, again, I don't let him out and just watch him. He's, like, very trustworthy and I was just letting him be. Well, I'll look out and he has, like, a full raccoon body. Oh, my God. And it's so awful. Oh, and I'm just, like. smell is awful. Oh, it's so bad. I'm, like, please stop doing this. It's, like. I, t- I was telling one of my friends, I'm like, I realize how hard parenting is going to be because I can't believe how mad I get at my dog. And I'm just like, <laughs> why are you like this? You need to go somewhere else for the day. Like, I'm exhausted with you. <laughs> You're grounded. <laughs> like, and thankfully, my mom takes him for me whenever I need her to. And I'm like, here, he's here to play today. Like, <laughs> bye. <laughs> so. Does your mom do the dog boarding? Yeah, so she's a dog groomer and boarding, and that's where Grace's dogs go all the time. Mm. But, yeah, so she always has dogs you can go play with. <laughs> I was going to say, because I thought Grace told me at one point that um, Libby, she would stay, like, what they would board her there, yeah. and your mom was, like, one of the only people Libby Yeah, Libby liked. loves them. Yeah. Like, and it's so <laughs> funny. Like, when I've told my mom that Grace has so many issues with Libby and just being bad or whatever, my mom's like, really? <laughs> She's so good here. Right. So, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, hold on one second for Libby. So, so you probably had a lot of time to think and stuff right now with, you know, your time off and all that. (laughs) What would you say your biggest dream or aspiration or like what you think your next step is going to be? So, I kind of got some things in the works. Like, I've always wanted to own my own business. So, um, lately a friend and I have been really putting together, like, a business plan um, for a company that we're not ready to disclose yet. But okay. someday, you can have me back in, like, a year and I'll be like, yeah, so. Yes, <laughs> like, I can't but, <laughs> but, so we're working on that. But, so I've always wanted to own my own business because, again, control issues. I don't like being <laughs> bossed. So, right. like, I want to be in control of my own thing. Um, so we're working on that. I've also, so I've got my master's degree and I wanted to get my master's degree because I want to go back and teach someday in a college setting. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm trying to work on having enough experience that is relevant to being able to teach like some college courses. Because a lot of smaller colleges, you don't need your PhD to be a teacher. I I don't think most of my college professors had their PhD Mm -hmm. where I went. So it's totally doable. Um, so those are the two biggest things that, like, career-wise I want to work towards, but then, like, at the end of the day, like, I can't wait to be a parent either. Like, that's Mm. the most exciting thing to me, which is probably why Luke and I haven't gotten married yet, because he knows (laughs) once that happens, like, it's gonna be, like, kids central up in here, so. (laughs) But I can't wait to do that, and, I don't know, be a stay-at-home mom. But then, like, 
Although I always wanted to be a stay-at-home mom for a while, and then as I've been stuck at home lately, I'm like, ooh, maybe I don't want to do that. I'm really bored. (laughs) So that's also why, like, I think having my own business, like, I also want to have a business where, like, I can feel comfortable bringing my kids with me and being like, yo, here's your, like, break room area. We got a TV and toys or whatever, and they can play in there or whatever. Mm -hmm. Because I used to, I went to work with my mom all the time. Like, I was always at work with my mom. I'm pretty sure I worked for my mom from, like, age seven on. So, I just, I don't know. It's weird. I hate companies that, like, don't have, like, a family aspect to them. And so, I want that to be a thing. (laughs) That's awesome. That's super exciting. Yeah. Very exciting. All the the fun planning stuff and, like, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's really the fun part. It is fun. And I've been, like, trying to, um, there's, I just learned about this and I feel so behind that I've never heard of this, but it's called HubSpot Academy and it's all free and you can go online and, like, take these courses and you can even get, like, certifications and stuff, but, so I'm doing, like, a lot of courses in marketing and, like, because I went to school, I went to school and got, like, a management degree which, in hindsight, I would not recommend to anyone because I feel like I have, like, no idea what I'm doing ever. Because <laughs> when you get a management degree, I just felt like I, they just kind of skimmed over all subjects. And mm-hmm. so I know nothing about any subject. <laughs> so I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I kind of know how marketing works. <laughs> like, but I don't. So, yeah. Well, and I feel like that will that will definitely come with time. The, I feel like the most stuff I've learned about managing people are all from mistakes that I've made mm-hmm. managing people. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, that didn't work. Let's try right. this. And, and it doesn't matter how many classes, because they'll sign us up for these, like, uh, self-improvement classes and stuff like that. And it it's like until you're actually in that situation where you have to, like, Mm-hmm. reprimand someone or fire somebody or anything like you just right. you don't get that like right that experience but yeah. um no that's awesome that you have your master's that's really cool yeah I so I got my master's in it's a master's in leadership so it's all basically based on organizational behavior okay. and culture so I'm really good at like understanding why people do what they do mm-hmm. and especially in a workplace setting so, I understand why that person quit this job, probably because you're a jerk. Like, right. that's why they quit. I don't know why you're not seeing that. Or if you just don't give employees, like, any leeway or, I don't know, you just, it's like you want to be their friend, but you're their boss, but you have to find the middle because otherwise, mm-hmm. nobody wants to just be bossed. They want to feel like they can come talk to you about anything, too. Right. So. Yeah. I feel like sometimes with, um, like, my employees, like, sometimes I just call and I'm like, like, how are things going? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, we don't necessarily have to talk about work. Like, let's, right. you know, talk about your personal stuff and, and Well, and like I've managed employees before, and, like, I want to know everything about their life. I want to mm-hmm. know how many kids you have or what your goals are, where you want to be. And I've, I have had employees who I've so appreciated in the aspect that, like, they're like, this is just a starter job for me, and I only plan on being here two years. I'm mm-hmm. like, great. Like, I'll teach you how to do things that you can take to another job. Like, I don't ever want an employee to feel like they're just stuck where they have to be and they're never going to grow into a different job position or anything. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another reason why c- people leave their companies so often because they're like, what am I going to do next? Like, I have no room to grow. Right. So. Yeah. It's just it's very interesting. Yeah. It's very psychological and I love that. <laughs> so. Do you listen to a lot of, uh, like, crime podcasts and stuff I like haven't. That. Everybody <laughs> tells me I need to, and I just haven't done any of those yet, so. Um, what, 
what kind of podcasts are, like, I guess, so what are you watching on Netflix or what kind of podcasts and stuff do you listen to? So podcast-wise, I am all over the board on podcasts. Like, one of my favorite podcasts is definitely Joe Rogan's. Like, I like... I like listening to people talk, and I like listening to smart people talk. Let me yeah. rephrase that. <laughs> I like listening to smart people talk. Mm-hmm. But then I've also, on the other side of the spectrum, like, I listened to Call Her Daddy for a while, a while and I it killed me. I just discovered that. It's the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and, like, yes. I just died. <laughs> so, I I remember, I told Grace and our friend Erica to listen to it, and... I, I was like, guys, I literally, this whole half hour podcast, I cried laughing the entire time. Like, it's just another level of hilarious to me. And, yeah. I, Disclaimer for anyone listening to this, very crude. Don't put, don't 100%. listen to it with your kids in the car. Yes. So. It is not safe for words. Oh my like, gosh, no. Oh my gosh. But it's so funny. I just can't stand it. But, so I like those, those two are probably my top two favorites. Um. Those are very different ones. I know. Yeah. yeah. But I also, Luke and I love comedians, and we mm. watch stand-up comedy all the time. And a lot of the comedians anymore are, like, doing their own podcasts. Um, Bert Kreischer is one of my favorite comedians ever. Hilarious dude. And he has a podcast, but I haven't listened to it yet, but I've heard it's pretty good, because he does it with his wife. Oh, that's and, cool. Which is probably really, really funny, because the just the stories he tells about her on stage it just sounds like she like doesn't even know how she got where she is in her life with her <laughs> husband like she's just like <laughs> so i'm very interested to see <laughs> what their podcast is like so that's on my list to listen to mm-hmm. i do a lot of audiobooks oh i love audiobooks um i hate motivational audiobooks i tried to listen to girl stop apologizing and i got like an hour in and i hated it i was just like <laughs> i don't I just feel like I don't need motivated, so it's just, like, right. I don't find any help in it. But I love, um, one of the best audiobook, like, nonfiction-wise I just listened to is by Hilary Burton. She was Peyton Sawyer on One Tree Hill, okay. if you've seen that. But she's also married to Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who I think is the hottest actor in the oh, entire world. Like the farm. Yes, the yeah. farm. So okay. her book is Down on Mistress Farm, and I listened to it as an audiobook, and she reads it. And it was so good. I, like, laughed. I cried. Like, I felt like I took something out of it because it was just her life and, like, she did a lot of cool things. Honestly, that book's kind of what prompted me to, like, start planning my own business because she, like, bought a business and saved it in this little tiny town they moved to in New York and because the guy died and they loved him and she's like, I'm going to own this candy store. And she did. She's like, I don't care. They also have a lot of money, so they can right. do whatever they want. But <laughs> I'm lacking in that aspect. But... So, I definitely recommend that one. Netflix-wise, I don't think I watched anything good on Netflix lately. I'm not finding any good stuff. Um, I'm watching Yellowstone. I recommend oh. That's my favorite TV show in the entire world. I recommend it to anybody. It's, like, actively running right now. So What is that one about? It's about this family um, of ranchers, and they live basically mm-hmm. in Yellowstone, mm-hmm. but they own, like, a crap ton of acres who knows but they ranch but they also like if anyone messes with their family they kill them and like (laughs) they just like you know they're on another level oh my god and then the one of the main characters like the daughter in this family her name's beth and like she's my spirit animal for sure she's just like no nonsense nobody does anything to her family like her dad's like hey i need you to take care of this and she's like yep got it and then they die so I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh. it's so good though. Like I, 
I think, I can't, I don't think there's any of this, it's not on any streaming service. I had to buy it through my Amazon Prime. Oh. But it's on the third season right now, and it's, like, running, but, Is yeah. Is Kevin Costner in that one? Yes, Kevin Costner's the dad. Him. He's so good. So, yeah, I don't, Netflix is letting me down a lot lately. Mm-hmm. I watched that 365 DNI movie. Oh my god! And it's insane. I was like, what's happening? <laughs> I watched it as well, and I was like, first off, I, not a spoiler alert, but I hated the ending. Like, 100%. So, I hated the ending, and I was like, wait, is it over? Right. And so, I looked into it. The movie's based off a book, mm-hmm. but it's a trilogy, so there should be two more movies, and I think as many people have watched this first movie, they're gonna <laughs> make the other two. Yeah. And But it's all, so I was like, well, I need to know what happens. But it's all, all the books are in Polish. They were never, like, translated to English. I did the same exact thing. I was like... (laughs) Like, I'm about to learn Polish. All right, I'm about to learn Polish up in here. (laughs) No. And then, well, so I saw a lot of people, like, bashing the movie online, which, whatever. Everybody has their own opinions. Because, I mean, it's a trash movie. But a lot of people (laughs) were offended by the movie as well, which, also fine. Right. But, so then those people were bashing that movie, and then they started talking about this show called White Lines on Netflix, and, like, I guess it, they were, like, saying how it's similar to this movie. I'm like, okay, well, now I gotta watch right. it. It's not similar to that movie at all, so I don't understand, but it's not a good show, and it's, like, a one season long, and I don't think there's gonna be anything more. It kind of seems like it's hmm. done, like, the ending, but it's very, very odd. I don't know how to explain it, really. <laughs> I just, it's beautiful. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. Like, Netflix and Hulu original shows all look beautiful. Like, they, like a lot of money was spent on that aspect mm-hmm. of, like, they're in great places and they're pretty and, like, they had a high budget, which I don't know why because they're all bad. I have not watched a show. That I've, like, it's so funny to me. Yeah. The only, like, streaming service original show that I've seen that I loved so far, well, there's two, I guess, is Handmaid's Tale on Hulu and then Working Moms on Netflix. Oh, I do love Working Moms. Yeah. So those are the only two, like, originals that I feel like I've seen that I loved, but Mm -hmm. all the other ones I try and I'm like, what is, I don't even know what the point is here. (laughs) So my my sister-in-law, I told her to watch the 365, and so... She then found an article that people were canceling their Netflix subscriptions because they were sitting down as a family to watch this 365. Did they watch the preview? Because even in the preview, I'm like, oh. Just the picture (laughs) where he's got his arms up, I'm like, (laughs) this is not a family movie. Like, I can just tell. It's not even a movie I would watch with my boyfriend, because I think I'd just be uncomfortable. It's like a, you sit alone, and you're just, like, (laughs) uncomfortable the whole time. (laughs) Yeah, there's no way I could, like, I watched it at home by myself, and it was just kind of like, I'm like, what is happening right now? Like, what? I made Luke go watch all the Fifty Shades movies with me in theater, and I don't think he's ever been more awkward in his entire life. You could just, like, feel his tension coming off of him, like, how much he hated it. He was just, like, not okay watching them. We watched those, like, we all had a whole group of girls that went and watched, and when you're doing it, it's like, it's like, what facial expression do I need to have? Like, I know. You almost are like, I can't smile because do this I feels drool? weird. Do I drool? Do I laugh? I don't know. Yeah, I just need that emoji that's like just a line. I so know. Like, 
Oh, yeah, no, they're too fun to... Yeah. You Like, they're horrible movies, but I'm gonna watch them, and I'm probably gonna watch them again. 100%. Like, I yeah. own them. I've watched them multiple times, just because... I feel like every time Luke goes out of tra- town on a work trip, I'm like, let's watch these tonight. You know? <laughs> I'm all alone. <laughs> I am, in, with some, I'm a sucker for such, like, a good love story, especially mm-hmm. when it includes, like, some guy that's, like, just an asshole. I'm like, yeah. sign me up for but, that. <laughs> and some of our guy friends were asking us, like, me one time, like, why, why do girls like this? Why, why do they think that's okay? And I'm like, because she changed him. And that's all every yes. girl's ever wanted in her life is to change somebody. <laughs> 100%. That's what it boils down to. And it sucks because it'll never happen. It's just a false fantasy we all have. <laughs> and, like, exactly. But um, I also feel like, too, so with Brayden, and, like, he's a one, I'm a three, I need somebody who's going to, like, like, I need that banter and that, mm-hmm. you know, I don't like somebody who's just, like, a yes man. Like, I, even yeah. if you agree with me, like, can you disagree so we can just, like, fight it out right. a little bit first? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I know. I Luke, Luke's the most unconfrontational person I've ever met in my entire life. Like, he will do anything not to fight, <laughs> not to be confronted about anything. Oh, my God. And that's probably, like, the biggest struggle we've ever had in our whole relationship is because, like, I get irritated with him and he'll just be like, what do you want me to say? Sorry. And then I'm like, I will kill you. Stop. <laughs> I'm like, no, I want you to argue with me and then apologize. Right. Like, that's what I want. Yeah. And he's just like, sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. And I'm like, good Lord. I don't, <laughs> it's so wild. But I mean, yeah. Because he just doesn't, he would like to live his life thinking we are just perfect and nothing bad ever happens. And we don't ever have to talk about anything. It just happens. And (laughs) I'm like, oh, good Lord. (laughs) But I think that's why we balance each other out. Because he's definitely taught me, well, not that he, like, tried to teach me this. But I've learned throughout the years. I mean, we've been together six and a half years. So I've learned to not just go straight for the throat. Like, Mm. that's always what I've done. And, like, sometimes I'm even, like, I'm going to go to bed mad about this because in the morning I'm probably gonna wake up and I'm not mad anymore mm-hmm. and I think that saved us from so many like arguments that I wanted to have and that's why the one thing I hate is when couples always say maybe you do this maybe you don't mm-hmm. but like don't go to bed angry I, I don't, don't believe, believe in that, that. <laughs> like I don't believe in that it's just silly it's not functional mm-hmm. and I'm like no go to bed mad because I promise you probably won't be mad in the morning and mm-hmm. you're gonna be like that was dumb I'm not mad anymore so, yeah. see, Brayden's the opposite. Like, I feel like it's, like, I'm one of those people, I need some time, especially if we start fighting, normally, he's really good at fighting. Like, he's really good at, like, <laughs> yeah. coming up with stuff in the moment, like, yeah. just boom, 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 and I'm not. I'm like, I need time to process this, and so I'm fine with going to bed mad. He's not, though. It yeah. eats him up if we do, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm still mad about this. Like, yeah. You know, like, it's know. okay. We're gonna wake up, and it'll... You know, yeah. we'll be fine. We'll but. talk about it. And I think even sometimes, like, stepping away from the situation helps you to calm down. Because yeah. otherwise, I might say a bunch of things I don't mean or I just say me- mean things in general that aren't necessary to even mm. say. So if I can just chill out a little bit, it'll be better. Yeah, and he'll normally, like, say a bunch of stuff. And not, like, I mean, just things like you always do this or you never do this. And it's like... It happened one time. Mm-hmm. Like, let's not use sweeping generalizations. And right. So, then he'll apologize after, and it's like, you know, if you if you would have just, like, calmed down a little bit, like, we wouldn't have had this big yeah. blow up about it, you know? What's crazy that, like, I say, like, I try to step away from the situation and calm down, but 
I'm sure any of our friends will vouch for this. Luke and I are the couple that if we're fighting, like, you know we're fighting. <laughs> like, and Luke's gonna try to pretend that we're not fighting, but, like, I am very obviously angry and snippy and, like, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> like, but in, like, our other couples in our friend group, like, they're all very, like, behind closed doors, we're arguing, but, like, out here, we're fine, and I'm like, no, I'm just mad. So, I'm like, <laughs> it is. But it's, like, I hate to be that person, but at the same time, I feel like it's kind of refreshing because mm-hmm. people know, like, oh, they're not perfect. Right. <laughs> so. Like, and you kind of, like, you know where people stand, I think, too. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's just kind of, like, awkward. You're like, why does this feel weird yeah. here? You know, like, we're always, there's always this banter. We're always, like, picking at each other normally, and I know it probably mm-hmm. drives our friends and family nuts, but, like... I know where he stands and he knows where I stand. Yep. Like, there's no, like, question of, like, keeping stuff in yeah. or, you know, like, it's just, it's, like, we're pretty honest yeah. about it. So, like, our friends had a big party on Saturday and I had a bunch of, I had, my, Luke and I were still at home. I had all my hands, like, my, my hands were full trying to carry stuff out to the car. And I was like, hey, can you grab my water, my coffee, and my phone? Like, they're all sitting right here on our counter. And I'm like, can you grab those? I watched him pick it up. Put him on, I knew he put the coffee and the water in my car because we were driving separate and we had to run a few errands when we were at the liquor store and I was like, do you have my phone? Did you put my phone in your pocket? And he's like, I do not have your phone. Like just mad. Also, Luke's not a morning person. He's like the slowest person in the morning, which is like half our arguments because I'm like, let's go, let's go. I've already had six coffees. Like, so, but he's like, I don't have your phone. I'm like, yeah, you, I watched you pick it up. And he's like, so I'm like looking in his car and I can't find it. I double check my car, can't find it. And I pulled up, find my friends on his phone and it's still at our house. And I'm like, how is it still at our house? I watched him grab it. And I was so mad because I'm like, I have to go back and get this. Like, yes, I'm addicted to my phone, but also like, I feel like it's just not safe to have your, not have your phone right. this day and age. Like anybody, anything could happen. And like, if somebody couldn't get a hold of me, I would feel horrible Mm. so I go all the way home and I'm looking all over our house and I cannot find this freaking phone and I'm like what happened to this and I started thinking back on when I looked up find my friends my pinpoint was in our driveway oh no mind you we have like maybe a 500 yard gravel driveway till you get to our house and I was like what the heck and I walked down our driveway and my phone is in the gravel and how it's not broken, I have no idea. There's no cracks, nothing. But I was so angry. <laughs> I was so mad. Because <laughs> I'm sure what happened is he did grab it and set it on his truck or something and then drove away. <laughs> like, oh, my god! And I got to our friend's house and I'm like, you're dead to me until I'm not mad anymore. <laughs> like, I told you <laughs> to get my phone and I knew you had it. And he's like, I'm sorry. Then I'm like... <laughs> this is just like I need a moment to not be mad at you for a second, right? And like now I'm like it was an honest mistake, but I was still really mad. So yeah, well, like, and then you're like scrambling around and like running all over the place to find stuff, and that doesn't really help either. No. Yeah, I don't know. we all have our faults. <laughs> you could do a podcast with Luke, and he would tell all kinds of things about me. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so um so. I have a quick story for you. Yes. So, uh, when I first started podcasting, I don't know, what, like six months ago, um, Grace and I were talking, and I just, I wasn't 100% sure about it, like, how I felt, you know, I mean, how I felt about doing it and all of that, and she's like, 
my friend Carrie, Luke's girlfriend, she she really liked your podcast. Like she listened to it and she said it was really good. One hundred percent. That is uh, that's why I kept doing this. Like, Aw, yay! Yeah. So that just I was like, really like that made me feel so good about just like deciding to continue. And since then, it seems like every time I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna do this or not. Like I hear from somebody. Mm-hmm. Like Abby told me the other day, one of the teachers that she works with listens to the podcast. Yeah. And I was and she's like, yeah, I really like it. And I'm like. Okay, like, it's just, like, you get those, yeah. like, signs, I feel like, from the universe that are, like, just keep doing it, you know? Right. So. It's definitely, I mean, it's hard to start anything. And especially with something like this where you're totally almost dependent on, like, your following. And, like, mm-hmm. that's the number you're going to look at, I'm sure, when you're, like, how many people listen to it? How mm-hmm. many people follow me or whatever? And I think, like, the best way you're going to get your podcast out more is to talk to random people. Like, get mm-hmm. people on here and talk to them because I'm going to share it with my friends and maybe people who don't listen to it now are going to at least listen to this episode right. because I hope they love me. <laughs> and um, so, but then, like, in maybe some of the, maybe half of those will stick around and keep listening to the others. Mm-hmm. So that's just, I'm sure that's how most podcasts got to where they are. Right. They just take a while. Yeah. Great day, guys. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>